Hi and welcome to the Sports Info Solutions Baseball Podcast. I'm Mark Simon. We've had some great player guests on the show, Kevin Kiermeyer and Kike Hernandez most recently. Today may be our biggest name yet. Rocky shortstop Trevor Story is in his fifth season with the team. He's a two-time All-Star with a pair of 35 homer seasons in 2018 and 2019. He won Silver Sluggers both those years, but we're here to talk defense. Trevor has recorded three seasons with at least 10 runs saved at shortstop with career highs of 14 in 2016 and 2019. Now, there are a lot of really good shortstops, Simmons, Baez, Lindor, Ahmed, but when it comes to making the great play, Trevor Story's in a world of his own. We have something that we call good fielding plays here. Those are your web gems or your top fives on quick pitch, the really good plays, but also the little things like keeping a ball in the infield to prevent a run from scoring. Trevor has 93 of those plays, everything uh, encompassed there, since the start of 2018. No other shortstop is within 25 of him, and he has the most by a shortstop this season. To make a long story short, he's really, really good, and he joins us now. Trevor, thanks. Uh, first question for you would just simply be, where did this defensive excellence come from? How did you work to, to get to be someone who could play shortstop this well at this level? Yeah, man, thanks for having me. You know, obviously, a lot of hard work, um, a lot of people that have helped me and kind of showed me the way to do it. And I think Tulo has a lot to do with uh, my success uh, you know, on both sides of the ball, but I think especially defensively, you know, he, he and Nolan, um, really kind of showed me the way, you know, how to work and with what intensity to, to, to do that with. And, you know, I really just had to follow suit and watch Nolan every day. is just something special. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of uh, his work habits and intensities rubbed off on me. And so, yeah, credit to those guys, man. And just trying to uh, trying to be, you know, the, the best player that I can be and playing shortstop, you know, you, you, you got to be able to pick it. And um, I take a lot of pride in my defense, and um, it's something that, that I love doing. Take it further back to the days when you were more uh, when you were younger, and I know that you were a Rangers fan. I'm guessing you were in the Hank Blaylock, Michael Young, Ian Kinsler uh, era. Um, yeah. t- tell me what you got out of watching defense when you were a kid. And you mentioned you said a lot of people have helped you along the way. Who were the people that helped you when you were much uh, when you were pre-major leagues when you were much younger? You know, just as a kid, I love watching baseball. I love watching, you know, like you said, Michael Young. Michael Young's always been my guy, and um, so watching him play shortstop and just the consistency, I think it was the thing that I took from him the most. And, you know, I think, you know, I didn't really, like, do a lot of drills as a kid or, um, you know, do anything super special in that sense. But I felt like I always had really good hand-eye coordination. And, but I think that attributes to, to playing other sports. You know, I think playing other sports really helped, helped me be athletic at, at any position that I was going to play. And, um, you know, be able to make, like, off-balance throws and, you know, charging hard and you're handing the ball or, uh, you know, jump throws. I think all those come from playing the other sports, being, you know, just, just, just athletic. And um, so I could, that's, that's what I really attribute it to. And so that's why when people ask me, like, how do you try to do that as a kid? And, uh, you know, I try to urge them to play all sports because I, I think it, you know, it, help, it helps me most on the defensive side, no doubt. Um, all right. So w- which sports are those? I'm guessing... And I, I don't know this going into this question, but based on some of your ups and the catches that you've made on line drives that you played hoops? Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely basketball. You know, the stance that you kind of get in, you know, you're in any position on defense in baseball is very similar to that of being a defender in basketball, you know. So um, that lateral quickness, that, you know, the first step is huge in that sense. 
But yeah, obviously going up to get a, a rebound too is is very starting to try and get that uh, line drive or something. Yet. I'm gonna guess you can dunk. Yeah, I can. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So this two part question here. Do you remember the time maybe when you were a kid? And this could be another sport too. It could it could be any sport really that you made a really great defensive play and what that was like. Yeah. Um, so I have an older brother who's three and a half years older than me, and he. Uh, so I was always playing with him and trying to keep up with him and his friends. So I think that helped me too. You know, it's like my competition level and just competing with older kids um, made me a little better as a kid. I remember one play we were practicing with his team and. I was playing right field. They just they didn't have a right fielder, so they just threw me out there in right field. And, uh, so I was just pumped to get to play with my brother and his friends. And, you know, it was, good. it was a full game going up, like a kind of like a little practice game. And, um, I was in right field with a catcher's glove. The ball was hit, and I, you know, it was kind of a sinking line drive, and I dove for it and caught it. The bases were loaded, and then uh, I threw the first. The guy from first. Wasn't tagging, you know, he was off the base a little bit, so forced him out, and then they threw it, first they threw it home to get the guy tagging from third, going home for a triple play, so that was, <laughs> that's always the one that I remember of, you know, real crazy, but, yeah, I was just happy to play with my brother. Alright, so tra- transition off that, do you have a favorite play that you made in the major leagues? Can you can you walk us through? Yeah, there's there's a couple that come to mind, I think. A junior play is always my favorite, or the, you know, the ball up the middle behind second that I do the spin throw on. That one I, I really enjoy doing, but there was a play, I think it was 2017, um, Hoffman was pitching, there was an on base, I can't remember if it was base loader or not, but Denard Spann hit a, like a soft floater in the left field. I kind of went full Superman on it, diving out towards the left field and caught it. I just remember that it was like, I didn't know if I was going to catch it or not, and I felt it right in the tip of my glove. It was one of those all-out dives that, you know, you, you know it's going to hurt when you do it. So I know it saves some runs, and I think that was, that's, that's one of the ones that kind of comes to mind. I, I think you just cre- you created a new term, too, the full Superman. I think we got to start tracking that. <laughs> yeah, they're rare, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it happens. In the center fielders, you know, like, Pilar does it a lot, so that's yep. pretty cool that we had it now. Yep, that's cool that a shortstop certainly can do it. Uh, so I watched a play from a week ago, and I wanted to know how you did it. You made a tag on Cody Bellinger, I think, on what was a pickoff play at second base where your catcher kind of fired it down there after a pitch was in the dirt and Cody kind of, I guess, got away from the base. How did that uh, How did that play develop, and, and what what uh, can you say about that one? Yeah, that play um, is, I think it's just real instinctual for me. Um, you, you know who's running. You know Bellinger's really fast. Yeah, I know Tia's threw it down to second. He's a cannon. So I knew I could... You know, I could kind of take my time a little bit and focus on the ball more so. And I think, you know, making tags like that, you kind of just rely on your instincts and your, your peripheral vision to get the tag down and uh, try to focus on the ball as long as you can because, you know, the runner's coming in on you hard, but you have to, you know, you got to secure that catch first before anything. So once you, once you feel the ball hit your glove, then you just kind of swipe down you know, as hard as you can and try not to get Crushed. What you mentioned advice that you would give to to kids and younger players earlier uh, with regards to playing all sports. What advice do you find most valuable with regards to playing the position that you would uh, tell a younger kid? Yeah, I would say other than playing the other three sports, uh, you know, just just being you know as athletic as you can and using those to your advantage. Um, 
I would say consistency is the key there. Um, just because shortstop gets the most ground balls, you know, that's that's the busiest position. And, and you know, when the balls, you need to make those routine plays when they're hitting. And um, also, I think, you know, I say that, but then I also say, you, you got to practice the hard ones. And I think that's when those plays come into the game, you know, with ease and, you know, familiarity because you practice them and, you, you know, you're, you're throwing from different arm angles, you're throwing off balance, off different feet. I think once you do that, you know, you get comfortable with that, then it just kind of flows into the game naturally. How does uh, the increase in defensive shifting, how has that impacted how you play shortstop? It's a big factor. I think a lot of times when a lefty's hitting, I'm on the other side of second base, you know, kind of playing rover right there. Um, so for me, I... I I've had to take a lot of ground balls there, just kind of learn the angles and help that I played. I played second base coming up in the minor leagues, and I was, so it wasn't totally new for me. And I think also knowing knowing your body and and knowing how to um, you know make throws from from different positions is huge, and that's that's where that comes to play. Is there anything that the Rockies do to make turning double plays easier when you're in shifts? Because I know we talked to a couple of shortstops about this, and they always say that that's like the biggest challenge in in the whole thing with this. Yeah, we you know we practice that. We we get out there, so go hit our ground balls. You know they're very game like. You know from what I said earlier, we take a lot of pride in our defense, and so when, when we're doing it in practice, we do it almost quicker than we would do it in a game, just so we can practice that. You know game speed or even better than game speed, so that when it when the time comes to do it, you, know, you might have a little more time than you think. And I think that's that's where that success comes from. We've had a number of uh, outstanding fielders on the show, and I always try and ask this. It, it essentially amounts to a free advertising in a way. But uh, can you tell us about the glove that you use? Yeah, I use the uh, Rawlings Pro Preferred iWeb. That's I've always just kind of used that pattern going back to high school. It's I don't know. I think it's the best glove for a middle infielder, and uh, yeah, the pocket doesn't get too deep, but there's also still a nice little pocket in there. For me, it's it's, a, it's Rawlings, and it always has been. They're they're the best in the game. And is is it a larger glove, or is it is it kind of tighter a tighter fit? No, it's tight. Um, I use eleven and a quarter, so about as small as it gets. Um, I I like the smaller glove because. Yeah, I have big hands, and um, I like to be able to feel the ball in my glove wherever it's at, be able to transfer that thing, and know that you know when I reach in there, there's not a lot of gloves to feel around for the ball. So it's pretty much all pocket, straight. You know, right when I reach in there, I feel the ball. And that's pretty impressive that you're able to use a glove that that's that's that size and be able to catch and reach. I wear my glove. Uh, you know, I don't wear it traditionally. I wear two in the in the pinky slot. My, my bottom two in the pinky slot, so I think that gives me a little more length and uh, it helps me, you know, keep my glove in my fingers and be loose and to where I'm not catching a lot of balls off the heel. Cool. That's something I've never heard before. That that's a, is, is, Did you learn that from someone or did you just kind of pick that up on your own? Well, the way I wear it, you know, I kind of lo- I learned that from Tulo, I guess I would say. Um, well, actually, no, I did in high school. So I think it was just something I, you know, when I stuck my hand in the glove, traditionally, it didn't close, like, the, the clothes didn't feel good to me. And so just just kind of growing up in pro ball, you know, you, you, you're talking to your friends and you try to, you know, you figure it out that, you know, doing the pinky gives a better clothes and a better pocket. For me, that's just kind of uh, the way I did it. On a slightly different subject, you hear a lot about the Coors Field effect for hitters. Is there any Coors Field effect for 
fielders. I think playing here in Denver is uh, very taxing on your body. And, you know, we get, we get rewarded with a good place to hit. You know, there's no doubt. But a lot of times it goes unseen or um, unrecognized, you know, how, how, just how hard it is to play you know, in cores every day with altitude and the, the less recovery. And, um, so, you know, it gets, sometimes it gets into your legs a little bit. You know, your legs are all tired. You're not moving as, as quick as you would like. But, you know, that's, that's something that we, we love the challenge of that. You know, we have to really, really stay on our legs and stay, you know, on our arms to keep those in shape for, for playing a full season here. Have you ever talked to any of the players on a team like the Broncos or the Nuggets uh, to get an idea of how they, they handle something like that? Yeah, we have. Uh, you know, our, our team chef used to be with the Broncos. And so just sort of picking his brain, you know, pretty much just comes down to try to be as hydrated as you can. <laughs> just because, you know, drink drink insane amounts of water and try to just, just keep that hydration up because it, it goes really quick here. And uh, But, you know, other than, than eating well and, um, you know, taking care of everybody the best you can, you know, there's there's uh, not much else I think you can How much water do you drink in a day? Oh, it's hard to keep count. I like I just always have one in my hand, no matter what. And uh, I'm lucky because you know, I grew up in Texas, and it's always very humid. And my dad was always, you know, having me drink water, so he, he implanted that in me. So I'm very thankful for that. It's you know, it's just gotten uh, better and better each each year. One hitting question: um, What's the thing that you're most proud of about your offensive numbers? And this year in particular? Any year. This year of this year or this year career. I guess I would say over the last two years probably just being consistent because that's what I want to. That's what I want to be. Is uh, you know, I want to try to be as consistent as players I can for my teammates and my team. And you know, it's it's hitting is really hard, man. It's uh, it's one of the hardest things in the world to do, but. You know, trying to trying to be as consistent as I can, I guess. Uh, showing that over you know, the last few years has been something that I'm proud of. But on base, I like I like on base a lot, and that's slugging. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Fair enough. All right, and then uh, last thing, um, how is what is defense like for you with Nolan uh, next to you? That's a good question. It's you know, first of all, it's a pretty sweet show, you know, mm-hmm. just because I get to see what he does every night, and I have the best, you know, view in the house. It's also, you know, challenging sometimes, because his range is crazy, man. You know, uh, there's times where he's, like, feeling the ball at shortstop, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, we sometimes we talk, and we're like, uh, he's like, should I have let down go? I'm like, every time I say, no, dude, if you get to, you know, that's all you, and he makes the out if he can touch it, and uh, that's pretty much, you know, our motto. And But, yeah, man, it's, it's so fun playing with him. You know, I, I look up to him, and, you know, he's taught me a lot, so um, being able to see that every night is special. Yeah, the Padres one the other day was particularly uh, impressive. For uh, It's rare that you get something that makes his top ten these days. Uh, that I feel would be on his... Uh, on his top ten, but I don't know if he's got you in Supermaning. I think you might have a few more Supermans than him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe he. Uh, yeah, he doesn't. Uh, or like on a nightly basis, you know, I think he does special stuff every every night. So yep. it's uh, different ways of doing it. Cool, Trevor Story. Thank you for taking this time to join us. Uh, best of luck the rest of the season. We appreciate you joining us. Awesome, man. Thanks, Rob. I mentioned how Trevor dominates our Good Fielding Plays leaderboard. Here's the top five shortstops since 2018, entering Wednesday. Trevor Story with 93, 
Nick Ahmed and Freddy Galvis with 67. Didn't expect necessarily to see Galvis there, but he makes some very fancy plays. Brandon Crawford with 63 in the fourth spot. And Trey Turner with 62. Turner impressive defensively, a little bit under the radar there. I'll give you a top uh, three at third base in that time. As Nolan Arenado, next to story, is number one. 106 good fielding plays. Remember, again, that's web gem type plays, quick pitch top five kind of type plays. And then the little things like keeping the ball in the infield, which a third baseman can do to prevent doubles, make that dive down the line to stop a ball. Nolan Arenado, 106. Matt Chapman, 88 for second. And then it's not even close. Kyle Seeger is third with 53. That's crazy. Nolan Arenado's got twice as many good fielding plays in the last three seasons as the third place player. All right, let's close the show talking about the trade deadline. And since this is a defense-based podcast, I want to touch on defense and a couple of under-the-radar pickups. The White Sox got Gerard Dyson from the Pirates. I think you'll see a lot of him as a defensive closer in place of Eloy Jimenez late in games. From 2015 to 2019, Dyson ranked third among outfielders in runs saved per inning. He's another of those guys that's kind of under the radar. He's very, very good, very quick in center field, even for his age. The big Indians Padres deal that sent Mike Clevenger to San Diego. The Indians picked up Austin Hedges. That's a good move. You can now make the case that the Indians have the two best defensive catchers in baseball in Roberto Perez and Hedges. Hedges was a great pitch framer and a former guest on this show. You can check out his interview on episode 13. Lastly, the Blue Jays got Jonathan VR to play shortstop. That fills a hole for them with Bo Bichette out. The thing is, the Blue Jays have a lot of defensive holes. They're 29th in the majors in defensive runs saved with issues at multiple positions. As we've noted many times before, it's very difficult to be a good team if you don't have a good defense. And this wraps up the Sports Info Solutions Baseball Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks to Trevor Story and our producer, Justin Stein. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in to the SIS Baseball Podcast. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. If you have any questions, email the show at mark at sportsinfosolutions.com or tweet us at sportsinfo underscore SIS.